Hi, good morning, beloved of God. For whatever reason, you're awake at this early hour. Arise, warrior. Suit up in your spiritual armor. Resist the devil, and he will flee. O mighty man of valor, there is no one who loves or cares for you more, no one who wants to see you succeed more, and there is no one who knows you better. What greater love is there? Father, teach us to walk in the truth that greater are you who is in us than he who is in the world. We as a people don't grasp the he who is in the world, so give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus so the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened, that we may begin to understand who we are greater than in you. Teach us to search your word to understand whom we are called to take dominion over. Open our eyes to the spiritual realm where our enemy lurks, seeking to devour those who dwell on the earth. With the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, I bind every principality, power, assignment, attachment, oppression, and infirmity on everyone whom is listening to this broadcast. I command in the name of Jesus that you be bound and silenced. In Jesus' name, I take authority over the airwaves for the kingdom of God. Lord God in heaven, release your angels to set your people free. Bind up the brokenhearted and give hope and comfort to your people. In Jesus' name, fortify our walls and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Have you ever read the book of Revelation? That may sound like a silly question to you because it is part of the New Testament. But I assure you that there are more than a few who have answered this question with something like, No, it's too hard to understand. Or it scares me so I stay with the positive message of the gospel. Or I don't really read the Bible. I watch religious programming. Or I prefer having my pastor explain the Bible during his sermons. Have you used one of these excuses for not ever reading the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse? In a letter to a local pastor, I made reference to the seven churches in the opening chapters of the book of Revelation and felt led, well, more compelled, to look more closely at exactly what was written therein. After all, even though these churches were addressed at the time John wrote the book of Revelation, they are equally addressed at the time of the fulfillment of the Apocalypse. I've heard it said that they are the condition of the church throughout its history. That might be so, but it is addressed to each of the seven churches with consequences at the time of the revelation of Jesus Christ. I felt the Lord direct me to close out others' interpretations and seek out what I feel he is revealing to me through the passages in the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. There is no question but that God is addressing issues within the hearts of the members of those congregations, no matter what your theology is or places these churches in. He is not speaking to a sinful and rebellious world. We who are called by his name are those whom an expression of warning 
commendation and explanation is given. Having never read a sermon in over 40 years with no more than a cursory reference to one of the churches is surprising, especially for those of us convinced through careful study of the word, the prophetic signposts, and the culture in which we are living. If you are at all familiar with the seven churches in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, I'm sure you would want to place yourself in the Church of Philadelphia. If you don't know why, read the passage. I'll go into it more later. The Church of Philadelphia seems to be the congregation the majority of Christians in America must believe that they are part of, or the American church would look very different. There are very positive characteristics in several of these churches. It seems odd that they are the ones that have been given the harshest admonitions, up to having their name blotted out of the book of life. I have heard in the church that you cannot lose your salvation. It's called once saved, always saved. I've heard it explained that if you turn away from God, you were never really saved in the first place. I've never heard an explanation of how their name blotted out of the Book of Life squares with this doctrine. You have to be in something in order to be taken out. Many of those believing they are part of the Church of Philadelphia would be quick to identify other individuals and denominations that they know who are identified with the other churches. However, we must become more reflective of our own deficiencies and properly examine the truth of where we really stand before our Lord and Savior, given the gravity of the admonitions. I encourage you to read at least the first three chapters of this book. Do you know that it is the only book in the Bible that speaks of a blessing for those who read or listen to it? I personally believe that there is a supernatural revelation imparted to us that helps us to understand the other prophetic themes in the Word of God. In the first chapter of Revelation, John describes how the Lord instructed him to write a book and send it to the churches in Asia. John describes what he saw and heard Jesus say in Revelation 1.12 through 1.18, I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, in being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet unto, like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice was as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fought, fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. 
These descriptions coincide with the individual messages he relays to each of the seven angels. Jesus seems to be reminding each of the angels of their resources at their aid to intervene in ministering to the saints that are being addressed in each of the churches. Each church has its own angelic oversight. The Lord expresses himself differently to each one of these angels. Let me tell you what I mean. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, from he that holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks in the midst of the seven candlesticks. To the angel of the church of Smyrna, says the first and the last which was dead and is alive. To the angel of the church of Pergamos, says he which has the sharp two-edged sword. To the angel of the church of Thyatira, says the Son of God, who has his eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. To the angel of the church of Sardis, says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. To the angel of the church of Philadelphia, says he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. To the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. These expressions of himself are found in other passages in the Bible. They are consolidated in the descriptions to the seven churches. So it isn't a far-reaching pursuit to search more deeply into why he has revealed himself to the churches by these definitions. I will go into more on the churches in the book of Revelation in the next several broadcasts because I believe it's important for us to learn what the Spirit of God is saying to the church of modernity of which we are part. Lord God in heaven, help us to understand what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Prepare us for the time of the revelation of Jesus Christ, you, the only begotten Son. Give us understanding to read this important book and provide the blessing that you offer to reading and listening to this end-of-the-age account of Jesus' return and rule. Let our hearts not faint or fear, but strengthen us in the power of the Holy Spirit and increase our boldness in this world that is passing away. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, my friend. Rest in the love and the care, concern of Jesus Christ. Watch for him with signs that follow, miracles and answers to prayer.